The clock is ticking. We're rapidly approaching the MLB trade deadline, 6 p.m. Eastern tonight. Hopefully a flurry of moves, maybe involving your Toronto Blue Jays. They made one this weekend. Um, not fully reactionary as we hear to the... Don't you dare link those two very obvious no, things in conjunction with no each way. other. No way. They just happen to be moments apart. Uh, but maybe they, we see something uh, reactionary to the loss of Bo Bichette last night. Let's talk to John Morosi, MLB Network Insider. It's an exciting day for people like you, right, John? Good morning, Ailish and Brent. Happy deadline day to both <laughs> of you and all of our listeners today. It is uh, it is a bit of a holiday for all of us. Uh, we love the game, and 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 just uh, I, I can put myself in the in in the uh, in the spot of the fans because obviously on. NHL deadline day and free agency day. I'm I'm a bit of a fan myself, and so I get a chance to enjoy those days. And, and now I get to be the one that's uh, is trying to deliver the the news. So it's going to be a lot of fun today. A holiday which you work harder than any other day in your life. Uh, that's your type of holiday right. when you're John Morosi. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's start with the biggest news of last night and into this morning. Is obviously you don't you're not a doctor. You don't know the status of Bo Bichette, but you do know um, if the Blue Jays might think about supplementing or how they could even supplement a loss, even if it's a week, a month, or the rest of the season. Uh, how do you think the Blue Jays will react or not react to Bo Bichette's injury last night? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think they have to they have to make a move uh, to, to just get a little bit of insurance, uh, unless unless they know without a doubt that everything is totally fine by 6 p.m. Eastern time today. That's that's the only situation in which I would see. Okay, then just if he's in the, if he's in the lineup today and everything is totally fine, then, then maybe you can pass up the opportunity. But this is where we, we've talked a lot about how the deadline has changed over time. There used to be the waiver trade deadline where you could make a move on August 31st. You can't do that now. So he's, he's so important right now to this team. I, I think a, a player like Tim Anderson, who I've talked about before that I like a lot for this team right now, I think he could be a possibility. I'd also say Paul DeYoung from the Cardinals. So there, there's a couple different places they can go, Alish and Brent, but I, I think that no matter what they do, they've, they've got to do something unless they know for absolute certain that he's going to be totally fine because he's, he's so important. There, there's no replacing Bo Bichette if he's out for a period of time. Uh, I think we, we know that. But you have to give yourself some some insurance and and just some some protection at the major league level to make sure that you've got someone that that can at the very least play credible defense, put the ball in play, contribute offensively. Both Anderson and DeYoung can certainly do that. Yeah, I know Anderson is a guy you've been you've been banging the drum on for a little bit, and and rightfully so. And then I, I'm also with you that they they have to add something. And the idea, you know, even in a perfect world, it's like if this happened two days ago, you could maybe have some certainty by the deadline. But just the idea of knowing, you know, less than 24 hours removed from the injury, it's it's pretty hard to to look at there. Obviously, this team is going to look at shortstops or middle infielders. I wonder if there's another way to kind of look at this because as much is the Blue Jays lost their everyday shortstop in Bo Bichette. Really what they lost is the best hitter on their team. I think that is the, if you look at the two facets of his game, that is far and away the one that is more valuable to this Jays team. Do you think there's a world where, and obviously part of this would be having a little more
more clarity on Bichette, but there's a world where they try to get by with Espinal and Merrifield and Kevin Biggio, and then maybe they supplement the lineup in another position. Maybe that's a Teoscar Hernandez, or I've wondered with the Red Sox and a guy like Adam Duvall, somebody like that. Do you think it has to be a middle infielder if they go out and get somebody, or can just replacing the bat potentially be enough for, for the way they look at this? Right, Brent. That's an excellent point, and I think that's that's one avenue that you could that you could take. So, to that point, maybe there, if if Bo is out for a period of time, maybe the the new everyday lineup, or at least for the time being, starts with Espinal at short, and then you could have Witt playing a lot of second base, and then that allows you to to potentially add in a a an outfield bat that, that's going to play every day, and that's. So would you consider doing then Teoscar to play right and then shifting Springer to left? Uh, that, that's, I, I suppose, possible. Um, or you could have Teoscar play left. There's a couple of different ways that, that you could do that, but that's, that is one possibility. And, and there, are enough, there are enough bats that, that are available. We've talked before about Lane Thomas from Washington, I, I think that there's, again, it's, there's not going to be a perfect situation. You, you're not going to find uh, Troy Tulowitzki of 2015 just walking through the door to play shortstop and to and, and to hit uh, at, at that level to, to replace Bo if he's out for a period of time. So I think you're you're very wise to make that point that you can look at it as as trying to just replace the offense and not worry as much about the position because that is the blessing in that sense of having Espinal and Witt that they can move around the diamond for you a little bit and, and cover you at least defensively. That's I think that has to be the way the Jays look at it, and, and they're probably going to consider a lot of different options offensively in the next uh, 10 hours. Would somebody be Teoscar Hernandez that they would be exploring offensively? And John, yeah. before before you uh, answer, uh, John, think- John, let me jump in on that. Do you think there's a a tax to be paid for the Blue Jays? We know that they wouldn't be the only suitor for a guy like mm. T. Oscar. Do you think that a team like the Mariners, if all things are equal, maybe they don't want to send them right back to Toronto just because of the PR of it? Mm. Do you think that obviously you're going to have to win the trade? You're going to have to outbid these other teams. But do you think maybe the Jays have to do a little bit more to win that trade because they're so far removed from swapping the player? Uh, you know, it's an interesting point. I, I don't think, though, that there's any tax to be paid necessarily uh, from from Seattle's perspective. Uh, they're they are moving their at least a couple different players because Seattle realizes where they're at right now. They've already moved Seawald. Uh, Tay Oscar's available. Ty France is available. So that they are they're moving in that direction of at least a a shorter term seller. If, if you're the Seattle Mariners. And they're just going to make the best deal that they that they can. I was told about a half a dozen teams as of last night were still involved with Teoscar, and and that could include the Phillies, which is uh, I, I think one of the teams that really needs a righty bat and and has I think a lot of urgency to do that. So uh, the Jays just have to win the deal. There, there's no additional surcharge because of how how 
recently he was moved from uh, from Toronto to, to Seattle. Uh, I, I don't think that that's necessarily anything that's part of these conversations. And and they do. I I just think he does fit a lot of what they need. They they know that he hits well at at, at Rogers Center. He can play a corner outfield spot. He's familiar with the division and the in the team, obviously. So uh, knowing what you're going to get in that player at a time of uncertainty is is probably a pretty appealing thing right now if if you're Ross Atkins. Uh, we're going to chat with Casey Kandel, Buffalo Bison's manager, after we speak with you. Um, so he might be able to also answer this question. But do you think there's any internal options the Blue Jays might explore? Like, let's say it's not the rest of, like, the worst-case scenario with Bo Bichette. It might be a couple weeks, um, a month maybe. Uh, do you see a pipeline that somebody might get a little bit more opportunity with the team? Uh, but knowing the stakes of, of this race that they're in and how important the next couple weeks could be, uh, is that maybe not the best decision um, and there might be a better uh, uh, option? Um, outside of the own organization. Right. No, that's an excellent point, Elisha. I think that in, in this case, that that's exactly what the Jays are going to do in terms of balancing out and weighing out the alternatives. Uh, Davis Schneider is someone who has played pretty well this season at AAA and, and really shown that he can hit. So if, if you look at him, and, and again, he's, he's someone that should be able to handle – um, a, a major league defensive role, whether it's outfield, potentially second base. He's, he is one of those players that can move around a little bit. And so if, if you look at him, do you then bring in Schneider, have him play uh, have him play almost every day, and then you move Witt into more of an everyday type role in the, in the, in the middle infield? I think that that is one possibility to consider. And, and honestly, because the Jays believe in him, or certainly have a lot of confidence in what he's been able to do this season, then other teams that are potentially selling the Jays a a bat are going to have to make sure that they give them someone who is better than Davis Schneider in the Jays' estimation, or at least has a better chance to succeed, and at a reasonable price, because Ross Atkins, they can say internally, hey, we're not going to pay this price for player X or Y because we we think that that Schneider can do at least 80 or 90 percent of this production and and we believe in him too now the 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 tricky part of course there is and this would be true for anybody is they have to clear a spot on the 40 man and that's that's the other part of this is there someone that you can put on the 60 day based on an injury or is there someone that you're comfortable designated for assignment because of of where the roster stands and I think that's the other part of this this time of year why it's so unique is you can make that move and bring in a player but it's it, it, there is a cost because you're you're taking someone off the 40 man unless of course you're sending out a 40 man player as part of that trade yeah the other uh, worrying part of that as well is that it's possible they just saw somebody who could go on the 60 day IL last night obviously they hope that's not the case but that's the other part of this as well right if if it is you do have clarity in the worst way on Bichette uh, then that could be uh, a route to clearing that uh, that roster spot but obviously you wouldn't want to uh, rush to that decision or let's be honest ever arrive at it if you you didn't have to uh, looking elsewhere in the AL East we see the Rays they had a starter there's been a lot of smoke surrounding Verlander to the Orioles we know that's a kind of de facto hometown team, if you will. How much of that do you think is Verlander humming and hawing about waving versus the Orioles humming and hawing about being aggressive uh, th- this year in terms of the pitching market? 
Well, I, I think Baltimore is aggressive and has been aggressive. They, they're they're going to make a move. Uh, I'd be stunned if they didn't add a starter by 6 p.m. today. Uh, they, they've talked to the Tigers as well about Michael Lorenzen. I think he's an interesting name to, to watch. Eduardo Rodriguez, of course, is part of the, the Tigers' uh, deadline plans, too, potentially moving Eduardo. And I think he, he of course, began his career with, with Baltimore in the minor leagues. That could be an option. So there's there's a lot of possibilities right now that, that I think the the Orioles are, are sifting through. But those, uh, I, I think, trading for one of the Tigers' two starters is a possibility. Verlander is obviously as well. Um, I, and with Verlander, it's interesting. I, I don't know for certain that he would accept the deal to Baltimore. Of course, he has a full no-trade clause, and he's probably going to wait things out and, and see how things unfold today. He may have more of a, a preference to to go with, with the Astros because, of course, that's the team he just won a World Series for last year, and, and there, there's the connection that he has to that front office. So we'll see. I, I, I think, But I think the Verlander talk is real. I, I really do. Uh, he's... He uh, sounded very open-minded to moving. They've already traded Scherzer and, and kicked in $36 million to do that, uh, which is just if you take a step back and think about <laughs> a team spending $36 million to send away a future Hall of Famer who's still pitching at least decently well, uh, that's, that's a, a fairly dramatic moment for the Mets right now. So uh, I, I think the Savali move was excellent for Tampa. He's controllable, relatively durable, I'm a, a big fan of him as a, as a professional, uh, just in general. So I think that was a really nice move for, for Tampa, and, and it's it's made the division tougher. And, and I think to to circle back to the point on what you made about uh, about Bo, you know, one thing we have to realize, and this this might be how things work, is the, the Jays might not tell us anything about him until after the deadline. The, there's obviously teams out there are are going to assume the worst, maybe in terms of. The, the Jays' level of need, but there's there's no there's no requirement for the Jays to tell us the severity of whatever's going on. If the lineup is posted today, he's not in it. Theoretically, uh, we may not get actual information. Full panic? Oh no! Calm down and be pragmatic. Okay, you know, sorry. That's yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I if if he's if he's not in the lineup, we might we may not be getting some uh, information until later on. So I would just caution everybody that. It may be a while. Just uh, think, uh, think good thoughts. Uh, do do whatever you could do to try to send good vibes to Bo. But it's uh, <laughs> it, it may be a while before we know information. Speaking with John Morosi, MLB Network Insider, uh, on the M- MLB trade deadline, uh, eleven hours away. Okay, so you talk about one end of the subway line, the Mets having a, one of the most expensive and disappointing seasons. But on the other side, uh, what are the Yankees going to do? Uh, they've been in a bad way, but they're a team with some pieces, and they're looking a little old. But it's the Yankees, right? So they have uh, a little bit of pride and um, a lot to figure out today. Which direction do you think the Yankees will go, if anything? Yeah, so I, I think, Ailish, one of the more interesting reports yesterday anywhere was from the New York Post talking about how the Yankees are willing to listen on their, their pending free agents. And uh, it's it's really surprising because they, they started out at least as a decent contender in this, in this division. But my goodness, uh, during the time that Judge was out and even since then, they just have not been able to put the pieces together. And I don't think it's any one person's fault. I think that's just the way the season has gone. It's really reemphasized for me why Judge was the MVP of the American League last year because they're, 
they are just not the same team at all without him. And uh, so if, if they move some of their pending free agents, uh, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa would, would be on that list. Juani Peralta could be on that list. Harrison Bader could be on that list. Uh, I'm not sure any of them are really a, a fit for the Jays at, at this moment. Peralta, I've always thought, is a pretty good lefty back there. But they're, they're in a spot where they're, they're trying to make the best of a, of a, of a bad hand right now. They, they, just, they don't have a lot of guys that are in great form at the moment. They've got some guys that are on expensive contracts and not performing that well. LeMay, he was one of those those examples. Uh, Rodon is an extreme example of that on, on the pitching side. So they're they're just they're stuck. Uh, I, I've in, at the risk of just sounding a little defeatist from a Yankee perspective. Yes, they can move a few guys, but I don't think they've got any assets that are going to make their their team that much immediately better in in 2024 and beyond that they're they're in a difficult position and i'm i'm just not sure how brian cashman and aaron boone uh, get themselves out of this one yeah it's uh it's a conundrum and you you might not want to be too you know nihilistic and down on them but i know a lot of our listeners are going yeah john i love it this is the best news i've heard all day uh the yankees <laughs> having uh having a down year uh a little bit weird to refer to this team as uh yankees west but i'm going to anyways uh the padres Outside of the playoffs, stacked roster, made their big, sexy trade a couple of years ago. Do we expect a reset from them? Do we think they just continue to uh, trudge along here still quite a ways back of the wild card? But it's kind of hard to uh, reverse course when they went so all in the way they have the past handful of seasons. Exactly. Very difficult to reverse course. Uh, I, I think for now, there, there is an, there's a very low chance of a Juan Soto trade today. No one has categorically ruled it out to me, but I, I think there's a very high bar to meet for him. Uh, Blake Snell has been talked about a fair amount, as has been Josh Hader. I think at the moment things are in the, in the favor of them staying because they did play better over the weekend, uh, so at least, at least there's that. Uh, but I, I tend to think, like you, that they are in a similar position to the Mets in terms of a team that went all in and, and look at their inability to to play consistent baseball. I mean, they, they've been under 500 for a lot of the year. Offensively, we thought this team was going to hit, and they just haven't. And I think that, to me, is 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 the major concern here. Is that is there there are some elements when you put to, together a team like this, and, and you leverage yourself so much to these players. How do you unspool that that ball of yarn? And I, I just I'm not sure if they're, if they're going to be able to to do that in a short amount of time. I think that's for that reason their their most logical course may in fact be just staying it, staying with this group of guys and hoping that it gets better. Uh, again, the weekend at least gave them some faith that it's possible. But in this division, I I don't see how they're going to be able to pass by multiple teams. I mean, maybe they could pass one. But to pass the Giants and the D-backs, and, and obviously the Dodgers are probably uh, gone at this point, I, just, I think it's a bit of a, uh, a difficult task for the Padres, even though I think that the most logical way to handle it at the moment uh, will, will likely be to keep Soto and, and then potentially keep their pending free agents in, in Hader and Snell as well. 
Speaking with John Morosi, MLB Network Insider. Okay, so Hyundai Ryu uh, makes his um, his debut of the season this year um, with his return from Tommy John surgery. So a lot of eyes on tonight's game and a big spot for him against Baltimore Orioles. What do you expect from him, not only tonight, but I guess for this rest of the season? Like, what can we be expecting from a guy making his return uh, to a Blue Jays team that has a lot of starting pitchers at this point? Right, and I think, Ellis, to me, the, the, the important thing is that he's rejoining a rotation that is that is that has been at least you know solid for for most of the year, at least in the top few spots. Mm-hmm. And so, what you're asking Ryu to do here is not to be the Cy Young candidate that he's been in the past, just be a a quality mid rotation starter. And I think by adding to the bullpen with Hicks, which was a great move, um, th- there are a couple of different ways to attack your your pitching. One is to lengthen out your pen that way you're you're lessening the burden on your on your starters and, and I think that whether it's Kikuchi, Ryu, Manoa, uh if you, if you're asking them in the range of 5 innings give or take you've got a good chance for success and I, and that's where this team is right now I I think he's adding to what is a strength that the Jays may be able to to add further to their bullpen at some point if they transition out from the a six-man rotation into moving one of them into the pen. Uh, I think you, you've got some nice possibilities at the moment of, of being able to uh, sort of share the burden of pitching. And, and Hunjin, from all, all accounts, has done a very good job at the minor league level to get himself ready. I think he still has some very good baseball left in him, and he's someone that has always been able to get through games and give his teams, much more often than not, a quality chance to win, and I expect that that's exactly what he's going to do for the Blue Jays. Well, John, we appreciate your time this morning on your uh, working holiday. It'll be a fun one. We've got our notifications yes. turned on for you. Uh, we're looking forward to, to getting some more insight and seeing what the Blue Jays do in the rest of the league. Thank you, Ailish and Brent. I, I promise on this day and this day only, I will intersperse my baseball thoughts with, with zero hockey because I've just got to focus on that. Because <laughs> so if, when the notifications are sent on trade deadline day, should probably just stick to the, 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 the core job, and I can go back to tweeting about uh, Alex Dabrinkit sometime next week. I don't know. I want a Mo Sider take at all times from you. So I would want it, but I think that's probably the pragmatic thing you're okay. doing there, John. All right. Very good. I'm looking forward to it. And and again, thanks for the invitation to be on the show as always. I really appreciate it. Of course. uh, That's John Morosi, MLB Network Insider. Surprised no Gretzky Holinka Cup uh, takes from him this morning, but uh, we'll get it next week. Don't get me started. I wanted to... We have a lot to get to, but in the A list, I almost took it over as the B list to complain about Canada getting whooped at the Ivan Holinsky. I always screw it up. Is it the... Is Gretzky, Holinka. I think they threw Gretzky's name in there. It was really of nice. They did. They're just like, hey, Wayner, good, you want this too? Good aggregating. They're like, you want this too, Wayner? It'll help us with the Google search. It'll really help us it with SEO. It is the Holinka Gretzky okay, cap. I knew, so we were I right. knew they threw it in yeah, there. In there. Ivan Holinka, of course, formerly, mm-hmm. I believe it was called. But yeah, I uh, don't get me started. I can do. I I can see hockey out of the corner of my eye and immediately be sucked into a go. Hockey Canada Summit. Okay? How much of a DJ do you think you have to be to be betting on the Helenka Gretzky Cup. I think if you bet against Canada, you're a big winner. You probably got some Maybe sick odds on that. Maybe that's part of the Wake and Rake later. Uh, we'll be looking. If you put a pick of that tournament in this Wake and Rake, it might be record-breaking degen. But we've we've picked some strange things when times are tough. Um, I don't know about you. I uh, I hit my pick last yeah, night. Yeah, I was. I don't think I hit mine. It's tough. Uh, I don't four, know. Over four and a half in the first five. Maybe oh, I did. Oh, no, yeah, you're fine. It was got, four. They got... 
Five. Oh, wait, you picked over or under? I thought over. we went. I thought we went under because you were all big on the hound no, dog on we the were, bump. And... We were big on the relievers mm. being good. So, uh, no, yeah, they got there's six, there's five runs by the, I, the fifth run. I'll inning. be honest, I'm a selfish wake and raker. I think only about how well yeah. my pick did, and if it if it hit, I bring it up every time the next day. I and got if it, it didn't, I I just like what, you know what, we would have won rake? the wake I've and rake. Then. We probably won because the George Springer was voided. That's right. So we won the wake and rake. Look at us, Hell yeah. couple of winners. Wow, wow, wow. Would have murdered our odds though. Yeah. I feel like Springer was the guy that juiced us up there. It it really was because he was was. plus money. Um, Okay, maybe he's back in the lineup tonight. Maybe not. Maybe we see Bo Bichette. Maybe not. John Morosi, though, saying the Blue Jays have to do something today unless they are 100% certain that Bo Bichette is healthy and probably means he's in the lineup today. So Mm -hmm. seemingly they'll make a reactionary move. So stay tuned for that because that'll be... uh, that could be a big name, could be a medium-sized name, it could be a Buffalo Bison, and we will chat with Casey Candell, the Buffalo Bison's manager, at 7.30. Um, but let's do something to chew on, brought to you by Great Canadian Meats. Yum, yum, yum. Okay, so we were live on the air yesterday when Canada uh, dropped out of the FIFA World Cup after a 4 nothing loss to the host nation Australia. Disappointing way to wrap up a tournament where there were much higher expectations Tough. than being eliminated uh, very early on. So after the game, we saw uh, Sophie Schmidt announced that she was retiring, and now all eyes go to what's next for Christine Sinclair. But she used her platform uh, post-game to make My some girl. comments. Yeah, your girl. Uh, to make some comments towards Canada soccer. Um, a bit of a subtle but not so subtle warning uh, to the Federation. Um, so, quote, Look, we've been battling our Federation for support, but I can't put this on Canada soccer. There are 23 players out there and staff, and we didn't get it done tonight. I think it's more of a wake-up call for our Federation, the lack of a professional league, and the lack of support for our youth national teams. I think if you're going to continue to see teams reach our level, surpass us, whatever you want to call it, if things don't change. So I love this from her. This mm-hmm. is the perfect walking of the line of accepting your own responsibility because yep. I like, I choose to read this quote as the very beginning Look, we've been battling our federation for support, but, and then I just put in parentheses, I'll deal with them later. Mm -hmm. Let me put this all on us. We had 23 girls on the team, 23 women who are battling, who Mm -hmm. should do better. And that is what I love is that so often the battles with the federation turn into, how could we have done better? Well, you could, you could find a way. Now, I want to be clear. The person who needs, or the entity that needs to find a way here is 1000% the CSA. I talked about this with the team. Hutchinson on the men's side Mm -hmm. of things not that long ago in this very time slot. So I love it. It is perfectly walking the line of taking your own responsibility, telling everyone around you to wake up. And that includes the people on your team, but it also includes the people who are supposed to be signing the checks. God, I love Christine Sinclair. Well, she knew exactly her words would would carry a lot of weight. Um, Yeah, the performance on the field wasn't inspiring. There's certainly factors to them not being as prepared, like not having the friendlies that he needed, not having the send-off game, not having the same, you know, equal play. There's a million reasons why, but you know, it, it it's still shared blame, right? So she made sure to, to be sure about that when she made her comments. And we did talk about her grabbing a few blades of grass also on her way off the field um, and was asked about that. Where do you put those? Little, little yeah, like a little tiny vial? Bag. You put them in a little Ziploc to I take them home? Like, what do you do? Yeah, They might die. You put them in a, like, honestly. Do you freeze, like, do you know that freeze spray? 
Yes. Like you, have, you have to like freeze them or mm. else they're going to turn brown. I don't know. I know. I know there's a guy who like played Pebble Beach and he tried to like save the divot to keep it alive. Yeah. And he took no it way. back and he was like growing the grass in his like in a pot. I've Seriously? seen that. So I don't know if Sinclair thought that far ahead, but Did I don't it just want to. alive? I got an update. Like the updates on the Instagram post that I saw looked like it was growing. I don't have oh any further God. updates, but good on that That's guy. That's expensive grass. It really is. Four fifty around. Not bad. That's real nice grass. Hmm. He should start like selling off little pieces. Little, of, have his own like have garden. A little, a little wisp yeah, of, of pebble beach grass. Mm, interesting. Oh, well, I have a feeling some somebody else is probably being like, "Hey, I'll get you some pebble beach grass," but it's very, very different. Is that what there's I a what you know the dark web? Yeah. There's a dark <laughs> web for oh, are you? There's a dark web for pebble beach grass for sure. And they, they send it to you somehow. Courtesy that guy, and now their goons are going to come for us. Oh boy, uh, Casey Candell is going to join us after the break. Buffalo Bisons manager Hunjin Ryu makes his season debut after spending some time uh, there with the Buffalo Bisons, but of course rehabbing from Tommy John surgery. We'll go through that. We'll talk about some of the young prospects that you might see on this Blue Jays team sooner than later with Bo Bichette's injury and just the trade deadline in general. You might see some names on the move. Uh, John Smoltz will join us at 8 and then Jeff Blair to wrap up the show. It is MLB trade deadline day. Lots of coverage to come and Casey is next on the Fan Morning Show with Gunner and Ailish. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Smart takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Aggressive thumbs down behind the glass, but aggressive thumbs up on this side of it. Gunner and Ailish here. Little fan morning show. I know you're enjoying your time here, but we can also look ahead. Mm. You're halfway through the day, which means you're halfway to vacation. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I'm never going to mail it in, but... This is the last show before I go on a little vacay. Mm-hmm. A little 18-hour road trip out east. That feels like work, I got to be honest. It's going to be nice. I'm going to listen to the fan morning show. I'm getting up on the road at 3 a.m. tomorrow. Okay, we won't be on. I w- uh, we can, what if you call me and we could just workshop some ideas for two hours you, before Sam I, McKee comes in? I will be in the car by 5. So if you want to... If you, if you, you workshop need, some stuff? If you need a, uh, a voice out there to keep you company mm-hmm. on my drive-in as well, I would gladly, gladly do that Yeah, I'm putting you. the miles on the vehicle tomorrow. It's going to be a long one. I'm trying to one-shot it. Wow. that's. Uh, I'm making some sandwiches tonight. I'm yeah. loading up a cooler. What goes and, in a sandwich? You know, I was thinking about I mean, that. I'm going to get some deli right? meat today. Like, Love get it. the real deli meat. Like, Love not it. the ones packaged. Like, no, go no. to the deli. Go to the deli. Please be like, slice me some turkey thing? breast. Can we do that? Can I see it? I like a little turkey breast. Okay. I'm sure I'll try a little salami. A lot of different ways to go. I'll probably do some PB&J, just mm-hmm. mix things up. Classic. But I'm going to be carb loading on this road trip. I love that. I always carb Pepperettes. load. Made myself like a huge in the oven mm-hmm. mac and cheese last oh my night. Oh God. Yeah, little breadcrumbs on top. Nice yeah, crust. Like, did you like broil the top of it? For sure. You Gunner. have to get that crust going on. Little, Damn. little, uh, yeah, crunchy cheese. What's not to like? Bread. Oh, bread and stuff. cheese. Oh, how could anyone you ever go wrong? You should have brought me a little wrong? Tupperware. I, you know, I could funny. eat mac and cheese and I drive. had a little. I had a little Tupperware of it as well. Mm. I should have thought this through. It's Would okay. have been a wonderful parting I'm gonna gift. Bake some cookies. Me? Me. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I thought you were. I thought we were taking. I thought you were putting requests <laughs> uh, on me. I'm can like, can you deliver them to me? I'm actually, like, my my mom could bake you some cookies. She'd be all over that. She would oh, love God. to do that. Me personally, uh, baking cookies not something that happens. For Somebody me. texts in and says, "Don't forget the sesame snaps." I actually don't really like the sesame snaps. I don't mind them. They're they're like, all right. If they're my not my road trip choice, but like, because sometimes I feel like they get stuck in your yeah, back, your teeth little, there. 
it's a workout for yeah. for the gums. But you know, you have 18 hours. Like it's a lot of time to work that tongue in there and like try get to some get some sunflower it out. seeds. Yeah, get oh, some spits love going. Some spits. But then your tongue gets like you have too much salt. Well, it's like the, it's just called Miss Vicky's mouth at that point yeah. in time. You and know, you don't, I like my Miss Vicky's. I love. Oh, there will be a bag of chips. If there's consumed. a if. You know you have to love a chip when it literally cuts your mouth to shreds. And I'm like, what if I just had five more? I'm like in the bar. I'm immediately in the bargaining stage of how many chips I can eat. Uh, Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm here for it. Food talk. If you have any um, podcast non-sports related, because I need a little break, like, you know, just to listen to some other stuff. (laughs) It's funny not to, and I don't know who needs this, but it is funny how you do this. And I don't know how you are, but it's like, you know, we listen to sports stuff. You're driving around and I'm the car fans on all the time, but it's like the more you talk, the more you are like, are there any other interests that yeah, people like, have in the people world? T- listen to. Well, I think a lot of people uh, are like they're big into murder podcasts. Like I could uh, somebody, to some murder. someone died. Here's how. Hours of murder. How do you know so much, anonymous podcaster, about this murder? I'm a little sketched out personally. I think there's a lot of that genre. Mm-hmm. If you're into politics, that's out there for you. I know it's a little bit yeah. of a snooze. I'm trying whatever, not to fall asleep at the wheel. There, whatever, kinda. whatever it is you want. I there's the the idea of like comedy podcasts are out there, but I've always like stand up. Well, no, I think it's just like funny people shooting the breeze. But I've always preferred that in my sports podcast. Yeah, like that's like what us. I look for in a sports podcast is funny people who that's can us. mix sports in. That's just very much us. Go just download a, the Fan Morning Show, couple, like and subscribe. Just a bunch of funny guys here. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll take the suggestions for the next hour in a bit if you got any road trip snacks i gotta get some podcasts i gotta download or audiobooks i've, I've never really been an audiobook gal but i could do it i could try it out i learn something on my trip i would like i would like to be an audiobook person but i don't know that i could we're trying to get casey kendall that's fine not getting much luck as of yet so we could just talk podcasts for the next 20 no, minutes no we could talk blue jays we well, could do that we uh, could talk uh, snacks snacks <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, all right. Well, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll circle back, Casey, we're trying to get him. Um, if not, uh, no worries. We've got lots to go through today. Um, obviously, if you missed the top of the show, we talked a lot about Bo Bichette. Um, if you missed the 6 o'clock hour, we went through a little bit of the worst-case scenarios, mid-case scenarios, and best-case scenarios. Mm-hmm. And John Morosi, we just had on, um, kind of gave us pretty good insight that the Blue Jays probably should and might add some sort of, you know, contingency plan for mm-hmm. Bo unless he's 1,000% healthy, which he didn't look yesterday when he was hobbling off the field. And with a knee injury, you have to wait a little bit of time to really get the full result. It's not an instantaneous MRI that you can just see. They're swelling. they got to deal with that. We're no doctors, but we do know that we probably don't have a full picture this morning, oh, less than 12 hours after the injury. So a lot of question marks around what's going to happen with Bo and how the Blue Jays will respond. And they got... 11 hours to go. Yeah, I think I think we should all be, and I think most people are understanding of this, like don't expect to see Bo Bichette's name on the lineup card mm-hmm. tonight. If you do see it, it is a, in my opinion, kind of borderline miracle. And that's not <laughs> to say, that's not to say I think it is a certainty that he's mm-hmm. going to miss the year or he's out a month or it's six weeks or whatever it is. But I just think given the finicky nature of that, the fact, like honestly, the fact that the Blue Jays play every day, this week, if Bichette just True. let's say it wasn't let's say it wasn't as catastrophic as it looked, if it was just he got hit on the knee with a pitch or something like that, and there was some discomfort, 
and he had the day off, nobody would bat an eye uh, about it today. So mm-hmm. I think that is something you have to look at it with. You cannot panic if he's not in the lineup. But I also think that by the time we start seeing a lineup card, you'll have probably heard about a move. The deadline's yeah. 6 o'clock today. Lineup usually comes out, what, 3, 3.30, 4, something like that. Yeah, so, let's say it's 4. Yeah, it's, two hours It's there. possible that a team kind of does their work very late in the day, especially if it's a Tim Anderson type who... You know, if you're if you're the White Sox, you're obviously going to say, huh, great, I can kind of twist these guys' arm a little bit more to get this, you know, their understanding of the situation as well. So I think by the time the game rolls around tonight, obviously we'll have some clarity on the situation, not because of what the Blue Jays tell us, but because of what they did. I think if it's Anderson, that doesn't necessarily mean it is a worst-case scenario for the mm-hmm. Blue Jays, but I also think, given everything we've seen about this group in the past, that maybe they wouldn't want to go in as heavy if they didn't need to. So I think that you can read some things in, but I don't think we'll get a kind of hard and fast realization of, of what's happening based on the deadline, whether that's an ad, whether that's not an ad, mm-hmm. or whether Bichette's in the lineup tonight or not, which I'm certainly won't be, or pretty oh, certainly certain. won't be. Oh, pretty certain. Gunner stamp of certainty. Oh, people didn't like it last, last yesterday when we were talking to Taylor and I called it the de facto, I called Toronto yeah. the de facto capital of Canada. That I mean, it is. Feathers. That's fine. They could be as mad about it as they want. It's true. Those people definitely live in the... Yeah, even Nick Ottawa Taylor, old BC boys. Like, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. I saw him. He was at the Blue Jays game last night. Yeah. They put him on the video board. I tried to send you a photo. And you it was, did. It was very blurry. I don't know what happened. Like, Looks I like was trying ghost. to focus on him. I think I need a new phone, like an ghost upgrade. Ghost hijacked it. My camera it like. was like, it looked like you know, in a VCR yeah. does the colorful yes. lines. It was like, uh, yeah, it looked like a ghost was yeah. attacking me. Well, he was there. Uh, he was on the broadcast too. Um, terrible, I think, terrible night for him to be there. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, yeah, my team. Oh no. Bullshit blows his knee out and, and they lose. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks to a diving catch. Man. Uh, beautiful Hero catch. Play. Beautiful catch. Kevin Pilar-esque. What's Kevin Pilar-esque? Like the Superman. I just saw it. it was out there in the... Was it I told you, right it was normally, normally with when you're watching on TV, you just have a much better read on it. And even I thought that ball was dropping on my couch. I stood it was up out remarkable. of my seat, ready to rumble. Yep. And then I had to sit down quietly and, and humbly. He didn't even, honestly, I'm just trying to think of like silver linings here. You didn't even get to see Hicks. No. You got I, him hot so a bunch of times. So he was warming up and I had my eyes. I'm yeah, like, it's Hicks season. <laughs> Welcome to the Hicks, like the six. Uh, yeah, I I laughed so hard on the broadcast last night. So, you know, he was up, he was milling around, but then he finally started to throw and they just have the camera up on him. And, you know, you can hear the popping of the mitt and Shulman just goes, sounds fast, yeah. I gotta say. It does and, uh, sound it fast. It does. So I, uh, I love that. I mean, you know, we don't need to sit here and profess our love for, for Dan and Buck, but they call a great game every night. But yeah, even like you're sitting here, you're trying to think of all the, all the checkpoints you can Mm -hmm. get and what would have been a, what would have been an exciting, an exciting night for the Jays. And okay, you got to come back. No. Okay. You got Boba Oh no. God. Uh, Oh, you got the new guy, Jordan Hicks. No, you're not going to see him. And then uh, Batista getting gifted strikes left, right and center. And look, the ump was terrible both ways, but I know that, you know, everyone's up in arms about Batista rightfully so. So yeah, just uh, not a, uh, not a banner night. If you're down at the park, like I know it was an exciting game, but mm-hmm. them's the breaks, baby. Exciting in all the wrong ways. <laughs> well, tonight could be a different one because you have the idea of Hunjun Ryu's return. So that's going to be all eyes on that. You'll have Bo Bichette's status. Maybe you already have, I don't know, would you have a puzzle piece in play? No, not that soon, but you would have maybe an opportunity to learn a little bit more. Somebody gets that position today. Maybe there's a, some fill-in, which mm-hmm. like you, you already know which names that could be, but intrigue around that. Uh, Hanjun Ryu is going to be a big, big storyline tonight, making his debut, 
this season against Baltimore Orioles, who are a hard-hitting offensive powerhouse with a lot of young studs that just, as you put it, like they almost just play so freely right now because expectations were never this high for this team. And they're playing with not foul money, but they're riding this wave of momentum, this wave of a team that I think people are starting to fall in love with, or they already have. So when they come out and they perform the way they do last night, like their expectations on themselves have probably risen significantly. But the Tampa Bay Rays ran away with this division at the beginning of the season. Like it was a month in and nobody thought it was even close. Mm -hmm. And whether they fell asleep at the wheel or the Baltimore Orioles just got in high gear and caught up to them fast. It's been really fascinating to see how this AL East has played out. And I put a little bet on the Orioles. I think it was maybe a week and a half ago. Uh, They were three or four games back of the Rays. And it was like plus 550 to jump over them and win the division. I was like, oh, whatever, just five bucks. And now I'm like, that was the easiest, like that felt like the easiest bet of all time. The Orioles were red hot and the Rays were garbage. So now they're ahead. Um, But I was looking at the AL East, like this last week has been really obviously important for all the all teams to figure out where they're at. Yankees are five and five in the last 10. Red Sox five and five in the last 10. Mm-hmm. Blue Jays five and five in the last 10. Rays five and five in the last 10. Like if you're trying to make any forward progression or figure out where you want to go at the trade deadline, you did nothing. You stayed yeah. in the same spot. Well, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's frustrating. But the other part of it as well is that with all those teams playing fine baseball, if you go seven and three mm-hmm. in a 10 game stretch, you are making hay on them. You know, I was sitting here wondering, is it a bad spot to bring Ryu in? You know, a guy who hasn't pitched in a long time against a mm-hmm. really confident young lineup. But I think the thing a lot of people, or I'm not sure how front of mind it is because all these guys are newer hitters, is just how lefty heavy that Baltimore mm-hmm. lineup is. I mean, Gunnar Henderson flat out cannot hit lefties. He's a guy you probably will not see tonight because you're going to have Ryu on there. Or at least you're probably not starting him. You know, just looking at the lineup, they, they ran out there yesterday, not including the switch hitters, which they have two of, you have four lefties in the lineup. Now, obviously that either forces them to throw a bunch of lefties against Ryu, which he would love, or the idea of you, uh, or the idea of you can, you can force Baltimore to kind of put out a suboptimal lineup out there. So that's why I, at first blush, I was thinking, eh, this is not the spot for Ryu. It's mm. a, it's a confident young team that hasn't seen a ton of him. He hasn't seen a, any of them really in his big league career. But when you just look at the, the kind only of splits, one he's seen is that Mount Castle yeah. guy who and, literally is a blue jay killer. Would, not matter you might as well just put it on a tee for him and tell him to go stand at whatever base he feels like at any given moment because he's a blue jay murderer yeah um i do wonder if one day down the line they just they need tell to get him. him well honestly like because he doesn't murder he does murder the blue jays but he specifically murders them at rogers center yes. and what if he got to play 80 games a year there imagine Something how well special could happen yeah it really that. would be so uh you know they're pretty set at first base and i know belts are dh so i don't expect that to happen and why would the o's move on but yeah i think that's the interesting part as well is the idea of it being ryu tonight uh against a team that has a ton of lefties so you force them to switch it up or you put those guys in really really uncomfortable spots you think they put george springer back in lineup i, I think so have to unless you have to Unless you're going to go ahead and announce there is something wrong with him, and then all of a sudden, what are what are we doing at the trade deadline? Oh, you got to go get an imagine? outfielder too, for sure. If that's the case, I I think you have to play him tonight. Mm-hmm. You have to play him, or you have to say something. The idea of just no, it's a another rest. You day. know what? He was on the iPad too much, so yeah. it wasn't a real His rest day yesterday. Strained. Yeah, we got to give him a true <laughs> where they give him a sleeping mask yeah. in the dugout. 
there needs to be an explanation if he's not in the lineup. I I don't want him back up at the top. I don't think this is, ah, put him up there. and think, No, he can bat six until he, mm-hmm. he figures it around or until wit cools off. One of, both of those Wit's things. never cooling off. It, entirely possible. So until one of those things changes, I don't need to bump him up in the lineup. But yeah, I think he has to play tonight or we are owed a big, big time explanation. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Maybe this has been a little bit humbling for George Springer. I know he was frustrated a lot at the bat at the plate. He was what, 0 for 30 in his last three appearances like it hasn't been great it has been far far from the George Springer that we have ever seen I think it's probably one of the worst stretches of his career but I don't know you're a pro you're a vet you're a World Series champ like you should be able to kind of roll with the punches and if it if it had to be sitting and using a rest day I'm using air quotes for Mm -hmm. that as a as a reason for it like I don't think it's a punishment but I think it might be like a mental reset physical reset mental reset you come back you have three big games against Orioles you're at home like the crowd is still going to want to support you if he gets Mm -hmm. a good if he gets a hit he gets a run like that crowd is going to go crazy for him because they're going to want to pick him up like it's never great to watch someone struggling and especially George Springer who's a very very big part of this clubhouse and he's a leader and He's in all the commercials, and he's smiling, and he has a big contract. Mm-hmm. All those things weigh on him, and I think tonight, if he can get a little bit of momentum going, try to, like, I don't know, hold some of Bo Bichette's weight. That's the thing. They need it's him. A lot. Like they fly, Like, that's the other part of it is that, you know, not that they haven't needed him at, at any given point throughout the season. We've talked to nauseum about mm-hmm. the hitting with runners and scoring positions. Specifically, if he just wanted to hit then, that would, that yeah, would take so much pressure off one this time. team. But... <laughs> They really need him now, okay? Vlad has had the year he's had. We've talked ourselves into it. We've talked around it in circles. This is kind of the guy he's going to be for this year. He's mm-hmm. going to have a stretch where he gets hot. He's going to have a stretch where he's much less than this. This is kind of the middle of the road in terms of where he's at. Whit Merrifield, we all love it. Two-hit wit. We're going to have to get a new nickname because he's doing more than that. It's like more than two hits a night. But let's also be real about what this is. There's going to be a cooling off at some point in time. Brendan Belt, he can give you solid at bats. Mm-hmm. The pop has not been there. We do the thing with Varsho. I suppose Matt Chapman's due for a hot run, but stop me Danny if you've Jansen's heard that before. Clutch. Danny Jansen come through in the clutch, but you also cannot have Danny Jansen being the second or third best hitter on your team. Much like with the starting rotation, when you look around and say, where's the place for this to get much better? Mm. There's only one spot. And it's for Alec Manoa to be the best version of himself. And with this Jays offense, you look around, and yes, there are other things that can happen, but the most likely thing or the thing that you should be able to bank on the most is that guy figuring it out. And an 0 for 30 slump, obviously he'll tell you the same thing. It's just undoable at Mm -hmm. this time of the year, especially given the injuries that this team may now be dealing with and the, quite frankly, the massive implications of the series they're in right now against the O's. All right, so we're not going to be able to get Casey Candell, of course. Uh, we're going to chat with him, Buffalo Bison's manager. Uh, but Hunjin Ryu is back in the lineup tonight. I uh, spent some time there rehabbing. Uh, Tommy John surgery is an interesting one. We do have Jeff Blair at uh, 8.30, so we can kind of go cu- through some of that with him about what we should be expecting from Hunjin Ryu today and moving forward. Oh, I thought you were just like, what's it like to be old, Jeff? I'm like, yeah, that's what's rude. It like Don't to, do that. To have injuries and be sore all the time. <laughs> we won't get we into that. We could answer that. Uh, but we do have another jam-packed hour ahead on the Fan Morning Show. Uh, John Smoltz, MLB Hall of Famer, World Series champ, Cy Young Award winner, and current MLB on Fox Great analyst. golfer, too. And so that's the first Stick. thing I typed his name in last night to do a little research. Stick. Huge golfer. Yeah. Second thing you Google is, is his PGA profile. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't. I love. Oh no, I he's lo- a stud. You're excited to he's talk a stud. to him. I was dying. I had it already of just how you swinging it. What's yeah. the game looking like? We get a little double interview there. Okay. A little golf guy, a little golf, um, a little B, uh, MLB, and then Jeff Blair, of course, to wrap up our show. Who would punch me through the the air if I was like, "Hey, Jeff, do you want to talk about golf with me?" Not uh, a golf would, guy. Eh? I think he might assault me, which is I think he'd be okay <laughs> with me even saying that. Cause I don't think he'd want to do that. And then once we wrap up our show, we've got JD Bunkus podcast. He returns today. I'm sure it'll be full of hot fire and lots of takes. That's a nine to ten a.m. Uh, Blake will have Blue Jays talk for three hours, special edition from 10 to 1. Fan drive time in a different spot as well with Ben Ennis. That's 1 to 4. And then Blair and Barker will round up the rest of the day approaching the trade deadline, which is at 6 p.m. Eastern. They'll be live from 4 to 7 to recap what could be a very busy three-hour stretch there. And then 7 p.m., first pitch, Ryu versus Bradish in Game 2 of the the series here against the Orioles. Um, All of that to come. Next on the Fan Morning Show, we've got John Smoltz. It is Gunner and Ailish on your Tuesday morning.